Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello and welcome, my friends. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here live on the air with me. I am always so grateful for you, for each one of you, for listening to my show live, archived, and also for downloading the show on iTunes. I do appreciate you all. Much love to you. Just a quick introduction. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. Some of the areas that affect our life are as follows but not limited to our personal growth, professional growth, money, finances, spirituality, health, fitness, and also overall the quality of life. On this show, we have guests that come and help me along the way, and sometimes I host the show solo. Before I bring on my guests, I would like to set my intention as usual. My intention of doing this show is to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's all up to you. All I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your right, your life, so make the decision that is right for you. My guests are professional in their field, so if you like, you can reach them directly from the information I provide on the show. And remember, the show is intended to be for information purpose and also thought-provoking. If you'd like to know more about me and how I can help you and be in service to you, please visit my website at www.coachingbyria.com. You can also send me a message here on the show, so make sure you follow the show for up-to-date information. You can also email me at coachria, one word, at gmail.com. That's coachria at gmail.com. I'm also on Skype, so please reach out to me if I can help you in any way. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. You are listening to Your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here live with us on the air or whether you're listening to this show archive. It's always my pleasure to be with you and to be speaking with you. Thank you all. Um, today, um, I have a co-host, great friend of mine as well, who also hosts a show here on Block Talk Radio, Your Thought, Your Reality. And uh, Today we're going to talk about the emotion, excuse my voice, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about emotion, where do they come from, and we experience emotion as a human being, you know, different type of emotion, it's what makes us who we are as a human being, correct, or at least that's what we think. The word emotion stands for energy in motion, 
I mean, you know, we really need to be true to ourselves about our emotion. And uh, if you are listening to this show and you have the show page in front of you, you see a couple of the pics that I put up there, one of them with a the scale. And the two prime emotions that we experience as a human um, is love and fear. And everything else comes from either side, right? So we experience joy, anger, rage, hate, jealousy, guilt, grief, depression, irritation, optimism, worry. There is so many different emotions within us that we express every single day. And some of these emotions, you know, could be influenced by external factor, but my intake on that, you know, again, the show is really intended to be for thought provoking as always, just to mention that and information perfect. So what I wanted to say here, you know, our emotions are really absolutely influenced by a lot of external things that we allowed in into our life. So therefore, it start with us. So my whole you know, uh, think about like our emotion and how can we manage them. And we're going to go in detail with my co-host here talking about it and exploring this topic is to figure out, you know, we are human beings. So we have our faults and we have our strength. But the problem is, you know, we have to identify where we are right now, recognize where we are right now and why we feel in the way we feel. And my thinking about this and uh, with uh, um, Kurt coming on, on board shortly, is the fact we're going to say, why do we feel the way we feel? And I always say, you know, everything starts with the mind, okay? It starts with the thought. You think of something, you feel something second, you know? So the process, if you really try to analyze it to make it, simplify it, not amplify it, is to really break it down to, to simple things. Where do emotion come from and why do we feel the way we feel? And is it possible to manage these emotions? And my answer is yes. And my friend, Kirk Spencer, is on the air with me. Thank you, uh, Kirk, for co-hosting the show with me. Welcome. uh, You know it's my pleasure to be here with you, Rhea, so thank you for the invitation. My pleasure. And uh, we do have someone in the uh, chat room, I mean, in the studio. I'm not sure if they have they have their hands up. If you have a question, please stay on the line. I see you there. We'll get to you as soon as possible. Thank you for being there. Um, so, Kirk, you heard me saying, introducing the topic today of discussion, which is really talking about our emotional scale. And I mentioned the two prime, prime emotions that us humans feel you know, and everything else to branch from there is love and fear. And uh, I also mentioned uh, the fact that most of us, you know, everything, every single emotion that we feel is starts with a thought, then a feeling. What's your take on that? <laughs> Actually, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, um, some of what uh, I wrote in my blog, which I'll tell your audience about later, how to find the blog, and uh, if you're interested in reading it, that's fine. Uh, something I wrote yesterday that uh, was posted today, it was just talking about how people, uh, we as people, I'm not going to say this as everybody else because we're all connected, uh, how we uh, as a race of beings will buy things to identify to make ourselves identified with wealth or 
uh, knowledge or other things along that line. And to a certain degree, they're necessary, but in the, in many other cases, they're really not necessary. And without getting into a long thing about that, we can talk about it later if you'd like, is how uh, a lot of people use such things as cars and their cell phones and their clothes and everything else because they are fear of being rejected. And we can look at it from different points of views, but really, really, what it really means is, is that we don't feel. Um, how, do, how does what's the word I want to use here? Uh, we don't feel that we have any self worth that's uh, worth giving to the public. So we have to find something to identify ourselves with and go see what I own, see what I have. And when somebody robs it from you or breaks or whatever, we tend to feel diminished in our um, in our role in society because the things that we were using as identifiers are now gone. So now I'm afraid somebody's going to see me for who I am. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, definitely when I was thinking about, you know, when I was reading your blog about self, um, self-worth and self-acceptance, you know, the, the, what comes to my mind is self-love, of course, because, you know, self-acceptance um, uh, and self-worth comes from self-love. If you don't have that, then, you know, again, you are on the wrong side of the scale, you know, as far as the emotional level, because you're coming from a place of fear, and then their fear from that place, on that scale, you know, when you tip the scale to the fear, um, the prime emotion, the fear, you know, you're going to experience the worry of rejection. You're going to experience the, the, the thought, you know, to try to fit in, you know, are you are you worthy? Are you all the stuff? And that all comes from the side, like you mentioned, the fear side. Um, but, you know, what comes to me, you know, I was like really trying to work this in my mind and I, I always try to use myself as the expression of everything that I, that I you know, share with everybody because I um, try to use myself as the, the, the to, to experience it, to see how it really works and doesn't work. And, uh, um, and I noticed this. I noticed the fact like when I'm really deliberate in my thinking process or I feel something and, and that's, see, that's the, the bottom line is our feelings, you know, it's part of who we are as a, as a human, a human being, right? Emotion makes us a human or do really, they help us feel which part, which one is it? Right. So we're going to get into this a little bit more, but as far as myself, like when I think about like, you know, if I, I felt, Something had happened, right? I was, let's say, I was in a social gathering and something had happened that made me feel a certain way. You know, I can just let that feeling expand, gets bigger within me, and therefore I'm really making it bigger and bigger within me, and it's really not making me feel the best, especially if it was a negative feeling or not positive feeling, the opposite of positive is negative. And uh, um, and then I just kept, you know, elaborating on it in my mind, elaborating on my mind. I'm adding to it. I'm adding to it. The more I add to it in my mind, the more I feel it, you know, in my in, in, as far as emotional part, because, you know, people talk about emotional pain and physical pain and all the stuff. But the bottom line is. If you really, and I'm I'm talking about, you know, beside being a professional in this in this field, um, from a personal experience, the more you really process where that feeling comes from, and is it really real? 
I always mention, question everything, even when you tell yourself something. So when you feel a certain way and you say, oh, my God, you know, this is really crappy, you know, whatever, take an example. Why would that person say something like that to me? And then you sort of took it personally and then it made you feel not so good about yourself. And again, what you mentioned about the self-worth and self-love comes to be like, you know, I'm not worthy and I have to really do certain things to make people like me and, you know, whatever, accept me. And uh, the bottom line is when I process that thought or that feeling and where the thought, where that feeling come from, I pinpoint what I was thinking. And if I just make that change, I literally, it sounds really um, complicated, but it's not. It takes a practice, no doubt. I mean, everything takes practice. But if you really try to be deliberate, really conscious, and it comes down, again, I always mention this, and you hear me many times with you and I talking separately off the air, or I, I mention it on the show all the time, it's all about awareness. It's all about, about bringing your conscious awareness to the moment, to every single moment that you are living right now, because that's all it happens. Everything happens right now. So if you try to process it in that sense, you realize you're really making something out of nothing, first of all, most of the time, most of the time. I mean, there's a lot of different situations, right? But everything else comes from that place. I mean, when we, let's take, for instance, example, when, you, when we worry about something. That's a huge things for many people, right? They worry about their future, well, primal emotion, the fear, right? So we fear the unknown. That's like the worst thing most people fear is like the unknown. They don't know what's going to happen. But on a day-to-day basis, most people worry about, okay, where is the next paycheck going to come from? When is the next whatever going to happen? Are my kids going to do this? Am I going to be able to, to manage this? Am I constantly, constantly worrying, which what happened with our society, most of us, is we experience stress, anxiety, and then therefore most people go to the alternative or the quick fix where they try to take medication to kind of numb the, the actual cause of their problem or their emotion without really processing the problem itself. So when I talk, I don't like to sound like I'm just, you know, preaching to, you know, I use myself as you know, way to tell you some, from some of my personal and also professional work that I've done, I can tell you this is really as simple as you bring in your awareness to that thought that originated the emotion. Does that make any sense for you? I mean, it's not really about you proving me or I proving you, but I mean, you know, we co-hosted the show together, so of course <laughs> I'd love to hear your <laughs> No, I'm sitting here quietly because you're on a roll. <laughs> so just, well, you know that, you know, because I'm, I'm very passionate about this, you know, with, oh, with yeah. the conscious. Right. So go ahead. I know. I, that's one of the things for your listeners. Um, Coach Rhea and I have been friends for a number of years now, and she's had me on her show a few times. And I've had her on mine, and she's going, she's due, over, actually overdue to come back on my show. So we're going to talk about that later. But anyhow, uh yeah, we have, you and I have a way of when we talk with people, when we give people suggestions, and I've heard this from you, and I know I do this for myself. People ask me, what should I do? What should I do? And I go, I can't tell you exactly what you should do. I can tell you what works for me. And that seems to be, for the people that at least that I speak with, it seems to be of great value because there's going, it's not just something that you read in a book. 
It's something that you've lived and you know how to make it work, at least for yourself. So I tell people, take what I, what, what I give you, alter it for your life, your experience, and make it work for you. Because you know, there isn't any real quick remedy for anything. But on the other side of this is something that you were talking about, and uh, I, I do want to address that shortly, or in a short manner. Uh, in my show this past Friday, uh, last week, I had a guest on who was talking about alchemy and how it was used in ancient times. And it's something that actually I know something about. And most people think of alchemy as being Merlin the Magician and, you know, guys with long gray beards and pointy little hats and running around with wands and whooping and turning people into frogs and vice versa and all that kind of stuff. It's been, that's the glamorous side or the fictitious side of things. But alchemy, in short, is... If you learn anything about alchemy, it is not only trying to transpose the, uh, the usual accepted one for alchemy is trying to change lead into gold because it's only like in one uh, one atom off of gold. So, but it is actually the alchemist, which is part of what we all can do in life. And you just got through saying it, Coach, is to be an observer of life to see what is going on and to, as you're making the experiments, you are changing within along with your um, with your experiment. If you're trying to change lead into gold, there's something inside of you that's changing along with the process. But which is more valuable, really, in your life in the long run? Changing lead to gold or having a change within yourself that makes you the better person, not only for yourself, your family, your friends, your community, and the whole world. So, yes, to be an alchemist means to observe and to effectually make that change within. And that's... That's all where, you know, you said it beautifully. And, again, I wanted to mention, um, you know, this in the show page, but uh, Kirk is not only the, the producer and the host of his uh, show, Your Thoughts, Your Reality radio show. He's also a Shikan master, which is the person that manipulates energy for healing. So, and we talked about in the beginning, the word emotion stands for energy in motion, Right. So um, the different emotions that we experience, you know, life is constantly moving. And you talk about the observer and, and how, you know, the, the self, to observe yourself, it's actually a skill. Because I don't think most people are really, because it's happening. Changes are constantly happening, right? It's constantly happening, but whether you're aware of it or not. So if you unconscious observer, that means just things happening around you, but you're not really, you know, taking it in and trying to, uh, well, not necessarily manipulate, because we're not talking about manipulating anything or anyone. We're talking about observing yourself from where you are. And I know you and I have talked about, you know, off the air about, you know, my way of uh, uh, simplifying this process or this thought, how you can build the skills. Like, for instance, if you take a, a canvas, Right, and mm -hmm. you start painting on that canvas, whether you are an artist or not, and I'm not. So I can tell you, this is, doesn't require for you to be an artist to be able to do this exercise. 
But take a take this concept and just hear me out loud here for a second. <laughs> so if you take a canvas and you start putting your life on that canvas, put yourself, put people in, put you know, whatever comes to your mind, right? And just whatever you can think of, you know, try to put it on that canvas. And it could be, like I said, you don't have to be artistic to, to, to do this. And step back. Step back after you finish and take a look at it. You'll be able to be a deliberate observer and to start to change in things based on you by trying to recognize what is really going on. Now you are self-observer. Now you're seeing yourself from your place where you're standing versus everything else happening you know, to you happening to you spontaneously because you're unconscious. You're bringing it to yourself. You keep bringing it to yourself. And we're not talking about hiding behind emotion here. You need to really, absolutely recognize every single emotion that you are feeling. You know, we cannot hide behind our emotions. You know, we are a human being, and at any point, at any time, we can experience different emotions. There is no doubt about it. That's what makes us, again, from the beginning I mentioned that, that's what makes us human, right? So if we were programmed machines, we can just basically turn on, turn off, whatever, right? But it doesn't work like that. But you have that power, actually, with your mind to manipulate those emotions, to change them to your liking. And this is when we talk about energy, you know. So that's where you come in with, with your um, energy healing. So for me, like when I think about energy, you know, and uh, um, I remember asking this question one time, long time ago, about, you know, is there really such a thing as positive and ne- negative energy? And uh, you said energy is energy. But what happened with energy is the flow, right? So energy needs to keep flowing. And that's why we express feelings, we express, you know, we feel things, and this is just because it's in motion. It keeps constantly moving. But where, again, that's the scale, the emotional scale, how the energy is shifting. Is it shifting on the fear side or is it shifting on the, on the love side? And that's how your emotion will change. Now, to try to balance that, you know, because like I said, you know, we need fear sometime. We need to have some kind of fear. Otherwise, we'll be crossing the street in traffic and getting, you know, right, getting hurt. So mm-hmm. you need that self, you know, protective, you know, mechanism which fear sometimes gives you. But there is so much unnecessary fear that we fear, and then of course that comes like you know with us worrying comes comes you know um uh the the irritation like irritated by other people the uh, taking like road rage you know I don't know if you heard the story about the guy with the motorcycle and the and the minivan or was a uh, SUV I can't remember. The um there was I'm trying to remember it was in Chicago or upstate New York I have, can't remember the story but the bottom line somebody got into a really bad road rage and the guy did not know that he was getting himself in the deep into trouble because he ended up getting into like a gain of uh, motorcyclists gaining on him and they beat him up and all the stuff the bottom line those are emotions those are very destructive emotions but. Mm-hmm. The only way, you know, I mean, obviously, a lot of time when we think about it and try to analyze it, you say, Ria, you know what, I don't even know what you're talking about. What happened about the people who are doing these things? They have these negative emotions, and they force them on us. And then I have to deal with it. What the bottom line is, 
if you can't deal with your own emotion, this is how I will put it down for you. <laughs> you cannot deal with anybody else's emotion. So it has to start with you. So there is circumstances, there is situation where you may not be able to actually handle some of these external factors that influence how you feel, but you sure have the ability to manipulate and observe and change how you feel from the inside out. I'm going to take another short break, and we're going to check and see um, if our, our um, the caller yes. has any questions. And uh, do you want to say anything for the break? No, that's okay. No. Okay. I'm fine. We'll I'll right wait till we come back. Okay. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Hi, this is Kay William Spencer of Your Thoughts, Your Reality Radio. Join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Freedom Talk Radio for enlightening, humorous, and intriguing conversations that I have with my co-host and or our guest, all to help you look at life and your choices differently. For more information, go to ytyrradio.tk or if you prefer, ytyrradio.wordpress.com. My friends, you are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for being here, whether live or listening to the show archive anytime. Of course, On Demand is available after the show goes off the air. And you can download the show on iTunes in the podcast section. So I do appreciate you all. Much love to you. So before the break, we're talking about our emotional scale. We're talking about the, the two prime emotions the love and fear and how everything else comes from, you know, everything else comes from either for love, the side of love or fear. And along with me today, my co-host, Kirk Spencer, my dear friend, who's also a producer and a, and a host of Your Thoughts, Your Reality Radio Show. And he's also a Shikan master, and uh, which is uh, um, a person that manipulates energy for healing. You know, um, and you know what, uh, Kirk? Thank you again, my friends, for being here. But yeah, when, my pleasure. Oh, thank you. What I think about, like, you know, energy and healing, if we can heal our emotion, our life completely change. 
because, you know, I mean, I, I speak from a personal, you know, um, side of here when I, I went through that, that stage in my life where I was expressed, I was feeling a lot of negative, if you want to say emotion or from the side of fear. And then until I understood what was really happening in my life, why I was feeling like that, and take the decision and make the commitment to myself to realize I can either accept this as is and be a victim in my life, or I can choose to use this as an opportunity for me to grow and to realize I am in control. I can change this. This is not who I am. I come from a place of love. I really truly believe that we all come from a place of love. And, you know, I mean, when a story comes to my mind, which means me like really kind of like choke up a little bit, tear in, in my eyes, my one of my dear friends, um, Dr. Picanto, who was on my show a couple of times as well, and uh, he had to put his dog to sleep. And, uh, and, and, you know, he had the dog, you know, for, he rescued the dog when he was four and, and the dog, you know, was 14 years old when he had put him down. But doesn't matter. People who doesn't, don't have pets, they might not understand what I'm trying to say here. But what I'm trying to talk about here when it comes to pets is, is the unconditional love that most of us humans have difficulty attaining or giving. Um, and, and of course we can learn a lot from, you know, from animals like dogs, you know, how they can give us love no matter what we do to them and how long we leave them and all this stuff. And they will always love us. Why are they coming from a place that is so pure that is love, right? And most of us, we complicate things. We, we, we go off the scale and we bounce off to the, uh, um, to the side of fear, and before I get you to answer this, <laughs> um, Kirk, we have a um, someone on the air here who likes to ask a couple of questions. Really nice guy, Loretta. Thank you so much for being here. And you are now on the air, my friend. Ask your question. Well, I first want to say you guys are amazing. Thank you. This is my first time being exposed to your show. And while wow, you guys are powerful, inspirational, and Man, I, I can't wait to um, hear more and to read more from you. Oh, I thank you. I thank you for being here, my friend. What's, what's your question or your comments or anything else besides that? Besides those wonderful words you said. That made me feel good. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Well, the comment is what you were saying about those two emotions of the fear. And right now my wife and I, um, it's a a tough time for obviously a lot of people in the country and the world as far as economy and trying to get a job and we are in a whole lot of debt and uh, like at least $100,000 worth of debt of um, in my opinion mindless unnecessary debt and it's really weighing on me and I think you nailed it I finally came to a realization that I'm, I'm scared I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that you know I don't I don't want to take everything that the Lord has given us, and I don't feel as though I want to take it for granted, and and I don't want to lose it as well. So, uh, so I'm, me, I'm trying. Yeah, no, I, I was just wondering when you said you're scared. I, I, I'm out of curiosity, and I know that sounds very overwhelming. I can totally understand where you are, but when you're thinking about you being scared, what is it exactly are you scared of? Do you know? Well, I'm scared of, you know, losing our our place. We rent a place, 
Um, and right now the the money that I make is not enough to cover the household expenses and the and the uh, bills and I'm scared because I feel as though I'm not communicating and and saying the right thing as the husband in this marriage because I, I do feel as though that it is my responsibility even though it wasn't my decisions that put us in this tough spot, but still as the leader of the family, I should have put my foot down, and I'm scared that because of those past failures that is going to impact me going right now further into the future. So what I'm what I'm thinking here, and help me, you know, correct me if I'm if I'm uh, wrong here. You really are scared of two things. You're scared of a past experience, which is you know failing, the failing that you, failure that you had in the past, and you're also afraid or scared of what is could happen, right? So right. I think you know. I'm sorry. Yes. 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 Okay. So what I I think you are right, really correct as far as you know what's going on, and you are not alone. Obviously, we know that you know our economy is going. Most people are going through a lot of tough time right now. Um, things are you know re you know bouncing up back up a little bit, but not much. And people are really feeling it, like someone like you who really you know uh, a family man and everything. But what I also noticed from what you said is the fact that your fear of losing it all, it's also creating the separation in your relationship, which also creating the lack of the right communication between you and your spouse, because it is, you know, both of you guys, 100% responsibility, right? To actually work together to get this thing, you know, like I would say, two heads is better than one, correct? And I'm not going to try to, you know, solve your issues right now over on the on the air, but I just think, you know, the key here is is to really have a better communication with your spouse um, about, you know, what is really going on. And, and so what if we, and just put down the list, write down the list, you know, so your situation is really bad. So put your debts on top and then start breaking it down. Okay, so what is this could happen? And write it down, write it in a different column. And then, you know, next to it, how the, the percentage of really this thing happened. Because obviously, if you created so much anxiety and fear about a problem, you are taking yourself away from a solution. Does that make any sense? Because all you sense. focus, yeah, all you focus is, is concentrated. And this is where, you know, we talk about the energy in motion, right? So all your energy all those feelings are concentrated in one place right now, which is what you don't want. You really need to move out of that scale of the side of the equation of the emotion, which is the fear. Because you, I mean, obviously, I, I do sympathize with you. But in the same time, you really need to look at it, like I mentioned with the canvas. You need to step out and look at your life from the outside, you know, and, and start listing some of the good things that you can possibly, you know, do to try to change your situation, if that makes any sense. Because I can guarantee you, if you're trying to, like, clear your mind a little bit out of what is the problem, so you can have more place in your head to think about a solution. Because I, I've been there, I've been in a situation, not technically financially, but I've been in a situation where I was so focused on all the negative that was going on in my life, I had no room to find a solution because my mind is occupied with every cell in my brain is occupied with me thinking about my problem. Kirk, do you have any? Um... 
Yeah, actually, caller, let me ask you, what is your first name? LaRosa. LaRosa? Hi, my name's Kirk, as you've heard already. Uh, I'm going to add my little two cents. There's nothing going to be that I'm going to say different than what Coach Rhea just got through saying, but I'm going to put it in my own perspective, as we were talking about earlier in the show. Um, I was going to talk about this a little bit earlier, well, before Rhea pulled you onto the show, so let me just add it here. Uh, Marosa, have you ever, as a teenager, as we did in high school, ever had fights, ever, ever been in a fight with anybody? Yes. Okay. Has the person that you were fighting with, did they try to, you're no good, I'm going to beat the you-know-what out of you, and blah, blah, blah. did they do that to you? Yes. Okay. Think back just for a moment how you felt how you felt at that moment. Okay, I know it had to be something that was fear-based, but let me give you the hint that I'm looking for. When somebody tells you and they're trying to drive that fear into you, because they're, what they're trying to do is what we always said, they're trying to psych you out. They're trying to make you uh, fearful so you will lose the fight. The one thing that most people never talk about, because even in martial arts, where Qigong has his, his part, you know, one foot in the healing and one foot in the, the fight side. And uh, my background also is in combat jujitsu. And the thing that we always were taught, and I ended up teaching my students for a while, was if you go into a fight with anger, you've already lost the fight. And here's one of the reasons why. And we're using this for the fear that people try to drive into you or you create for yourself. Is that when you are fearful of something, you have a very narrow vision on what to do and what to see and how to get out of a certain situation. In other words, you literally feel that you just got tunnel vision. Okay, because you're so busy trying to block out something that's basically mm -hmm. in your mind and you're not seeing all the capabilities that are right there in front of you, but maybe off to the side a little bit. Now I have been homeless, not because of anything more than I was moving around the country. Uh, I got fed up with life to make it short and I was hitchhiking around the country and I ended up in, this was, what year was this? 2000. I ended up in Phoenix, Arizona, and I didn't have any money. So I ended up going to a homeless shelter, and people are going, what are you doing here? I said, what do you mean? What am I doing here? I don't have a home. So they look around. You don't belong with these people. You know, These are people that are just, uh, as we used to call them back when I was a child, hobos. And I said, I ran out of money, and sleeping underneath a bridge wasn't my choice. Okay, so I wanted a place to sleep indoors and have a shower so I can get up and find a job or something. And they told me, well, I didn't know about this at the time. You can go to the day uh, agencies, get a job, get your money. You get paid the same day. And within two weeks, I was off the street. In other words, I didn't go into it with fear. I just left the options open and saying, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to take care of it. And yes, you, as we are in... 
at least in the, the English Western culture. I'll say that because I grew up in the United States, but I live in Mexico, and they have pretty much the same thing. Man has been given the responsibility, and we take it on as being we have to be the leader of the household, where my point of view basically is is that man and woman are there together, and if both of you have the capability to do something together, it's even like Coach Rhea and I do, even just as friends, we work with each other's strengths, and we admit our own weaknesses, and we can learn from each other. We're just friends. <laughs> okay? So right. these are things that working together and not out of fear, don't look at life with fear and let somebody psych you out and get that tunnel vision and you miss something that's maybe just a little off to the side, but it's right there for you. Yeah, you know, Kirk, I, I think you said it very beautifully, and thank you for saying that. But I'd like to add to our caller, you know, thank you so much again for, for calling in. You know, when I think about uh, the the emotion, even when it's fear, and I have to tell you, because because of the reason I've been in that place where I felt so um, defeated in that sense, and maybe it's a different circumstances, but I felt that feeling, what you were feeling, you know, right now, as far as like, you know, you feel like there is no other way, right? And then what's going to happen? And I'm just like, that's it. But the bottom line, what I'm trying to tell you, even in the midst of all what you think is like the worst of the worst, there is actually a motivation for you to start moving and doing something different. But you got to do something different. So that's why when I mentioned the fact about the canvas, you know, because everything is really a perception, right? Everything that happens in our life, it's nothing but our own perception of what it is. Okay, so society forces a lot of these perceptions on us thinking like, you know, well, you know what, the 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 mortgage, you know, when the mortgage things went haywire and people start losing their home because of all these bad mortgages that were out there, you know, but the bottom line is we have a say in it. We have every single, you know, in us responsibility to change that because they can manipulate this the situation but you need to take that action. So what I would suggest, and you and I will talk off the air, uh, my friend, uh, and, and explore this a little bit more. But the bottom line, and I hope this could, could be helpful for you for right now, really step back a little bit. Just a step back, two steps back, okay? We're not talking about, like, you know, moving backwards in your life. No, we're talking about you observing yourself from where you're standing. Look at all the situation, and please, you know, don't take me wrong if I'm, I'm asking you this. You gotta accept hundred percent responsibility of what is going on in your life, not by blame, not by judgment, not by telling myself, "Oh my God, I'm such a horrible person. I've done this to our family. I've done this to my wife. I've done this to ourselves. I've done this to myself." You cannot do this. Again, you cannot solve a problem with another problem. You cannot solve a bad emotion or emotion that is not positive with another bad emotion. You got to come from a different place. You got to look at yourself. You are a great person and think about all the positive things that you have within you. And I'm sure you have a plenty. You might not think of them right on top of your mind right now on top of your head, but I can guarantee you if you just think about what I just said as far as stepping back a little bit and observe yourself from a different place than where you are, you know, or what you see in yourself or what you perceive it to be, 
and look at your life. Look at every single thing, the good, the good things and the not so good things. But when you come to that awareness, when you see the whole picture as clear as can be, you can change it. It's not a, you know, of course, everything takes, you know, takes you, takes that step forward after that to start to change it. So if you take in the canvas example, then you start erasing things, said, you know what, if I move this over here or I move that over there, I'm going to get a different picture. It sounds simple. What's that? I just said, indeed. Yeah, and and it sounds really simple, you know, theoretically to say in it, but I am telling you, it start with you actually making that little change, that one step change. Because I always say that the the emotional scale, unless you start balancing yourself a little bit, because you're gonna feel sometimes. Like I said, we all do. I still do. Sometimes you're gonna feel bad. Sometimes you're not gonna feel great. Sometimes you're gonna worry. Sometimes you're gonna do this. But you constantly, when you are observing yourself, and the better you get at observing yourself, you can balance yourself back up to the right scale. So you are in harmony. You're living your life. You know, you recognize that you are a human being. We all are a human being, and that's why I would say it. so it's, we have a lot of flaws in us because we are a human being. We have emotions. And these emotions can manipulate a situation because, again, but every single emotion starts with a thought. So if you think about, like, you know, I mean, I know when you say, well, Rhea, you know, what are you talking about, you know, with me, with my home and all my debts and all the stuff. Obviously, you know, things happen because we have the whole full responsibility of what happened. But in order for us to change the situation, we got to have to approach it differently. We can approach it by blaming ourselves, by worrying about it, by constantly, you know, attacking each other as like our partners because financial difficulty could be a huge burden on a relationship. I understand that. Many people who hear in this, even including me, I can tell you it's a huge burden. But you need to, first of all, not you need to, I would suggest for you to really kind of look at your your life and then try to better communicate with your spouse. Talk it out. Talk it out as a, you know, a person that you're trying to like, honey, you know, this is what's going on. You know, what, what do you think? I mean, without being attacking each other and pointing a finger at each other, I think, you know, I hope this is a little helpful for now, but I will guarantee I will definitely be in touch with you and we can talk about this further, my friend. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Oh, you bet. You bet. Please stay, listen, you know, to the rest of the show and then I'll, I, I will talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Kirk. You know, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, I, I know sometimes I have to listen to myself talking because I don't want to sound it sound like it's everything is so easy. I had to work very hard to be to be the person I am. I have to tell you. And but I have to really detach. I had to detach of blame of anxiety within myself and just saying, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, or or how others think of me when you talked about your blog, you know, how the self-worth people trying by having things, they think people accept them differently or they look at them differently or having less in a sense of, you know, our friend here was on the, on the call. You know, it, it doesn't make you a less of a person. What can make us a less of a person if we allow those emotions to talk, to take over. 
Exactly. And that's why I was talking to him about how even within martial arts, it is taught that if you go into a fight with anger, you've automatically lost the fight, even before you even started it physically. Uh, you know, you t- said something before the break that I just wanted to touch on just a little bit. And you were talking about, you were asking at one point, which you did probably a year ago, is there such thing as good energy and bad energy? And this can actually relate to what our caller was just asking about, is that there isn't so much of a thing of good and bad as there is in good and evil. It's just a thing like a light switch. There is either the switch is on or it's off. It's either good or there is the absence of good. True. We're talking about either it exists or it doesn't exist. So can one person live their life without love? Yes, they turn into being basically a reptilian type of a person. And they're getting into conspiracy theorists if people are listening to this and going, oh, he's talking about the reptile people. No, I'm not. I'm talking about people that act like reptiles. Reptiles don't really forge bonds. They don't bond with each other. They get together only for procreation. That's it. They're not friendly. They don't hang out together and all that kind of stuff. It's, this is my territory, that's your territory. We only come together, male and females, as we need to procreate, lay, lay more eggs. Okay? That's all these animals do and there is no love there it's just purpose and when we become a person that's only purpose driven then love doesn't exist in our life and we feel that emptiness whether it be in ourselves or with somebody else so the absence of or the presence of just like uh, even Einstein talked about there is no such thing as really hot and cold. There's either there is putting it on the Kelvin scale. There is we measure heat. We don't measure cold. Why? Because absolute zero on the Kelvin scale is when there is no atomic movement. So there is no heat. We can't measure cold. There's no atomic movement. It's freaking cold. <laughs> okay. So true. So true. Okay. Well, that is so true. But I, I, you know, I'm going to take another break. But when, uh, when we come back, I really want to talk about some of the common myths people have about emotions and uh, sort of like a define it so we can wrap up the uh, the show and uh, um, and move forward. Okay. Hello, my name is Dr. Anthony DeCanto, and I would like to say a few words here about Rhea and how she can help you. We all heard this saying, don't reinvent the wheel, and that is the truth. All great successful people became successful one of two ways, either by trial and error or doing it the right way from the start. Years ago, trial and error worked well, and in some cases it was fun. That is not the case today. With all our new regulations, government control, the decreased value of the dollar, one mistake can cause you a major setback, a major opportunity, or even bankruptcy. Therefore, do it right from the start. Have Rhea, who has the experience, help you from the start. 
Please understand that every successful person needs guidance, and in this audio book, you will find guidance with self-esteem, with organization skills, with well-being, health, personal and professional relationships. It's all in one. Because I know from my personal experience with Rhea and with this audio book that I'm happy with my choice and you will be happy with yours. Please remember that life is a journey and it is a shame if you cannot enjoy the trip. Thank you kindly, Dr. Anthony DeCanto, 2013. Okay, thank you, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria, and this is you are listening to um, my dear friends and also who uh, did the foreword for my book, Your Life, Your Way, The Ten Must-Have Goals to Improve Your Life, and you heard his foreword about that book. Um, before the break, you know, we're talking, we're discussing the topic of the emotional scales and all the roller coaster, coastal feelings, roller coaster <laughs> feelings, and how we feel and all this craziness in our life, you know, and and it's all part of who we are as a human being. We express feelings, we feel feelings, and they could be influenced by external factors, but the the main source of our feeling is us ourselves. So as I mentioned before the break, I wanted to discuss the common myth that most of us have about emotion. And here's one. Most people think there is the right way to feel in every situation. What do you think about that? You think that's a uh, false or truth? <laughs> Funny you should just ask that question because I was thinking um yes, I agree. Let me answer the question first. Yes, I do agree with that. But false. we also go ahead. <laughs> it's false. You know why it's false? What? Why? Because feelings are not right or wrong. They provide information about how we see a specific situation. Different right, people will you, feel different. Do me a favor. Repeat the question again. Okay. I think you didn't. Yeah, because I know you would say I didn't mean to put you on the spot here, so I apologize. Okay. I said there is a right <laughs> way to feel in every situation. Oh, sorry. Yeah. See, I know you missed it. Okay, no problem. (laughs) One of the other uh, myths that most people have, when we let others know how we feel or we're feeling bad, we show it, we are showing our weakness or our flaws. You think that's truth or false? I think we're just showing who we are at the moment. That doesn't mean that we can't change. Exactly, so that's false again. Feelings are not weakness. And you told me yourself, you said feeling could be strength because it actually could motivate us to do something different. Everyone yeah. experiences negative emotions and we cannot all be weak or flawed, right? So we all, yeah. you know, at some point, I mentioned that before the break, we can be expressing our emotion, you know, whether we worry or we have, you know, rage or guilt or whatever it is. The The difference is, are we able to bring back ourselves to that scale, you know, to level ourselves so we don't go off the scale? And then, therefore, we're feeling, you know, not so good, which yeah. makes our life even, even, um, you know, worse. And then um, one of the other things that I, I brought some of these things down, and I don't, I'm sure we don't have time to go through all of them, but some of the other myths that says all negative emotions will keep on increasing 
in intensity if I don't act now. <laughs> the, the the act of doing it now versus later just means that either you change it now or you change it later. Right. I, let me put it my only two cents into this one as well. You can't sit up here and say that I am on this road and I'm going to be on this road forever. Life isn't that way. I'm sorry, it's not just you're, you're driving on a car or a motorcycle or a truck or going some down some road and you're on a gated road and you can't swerve either which way. You know, unless you're just living your life in fear, of course. But if you have your eyes open and you're willing to accept what is being put in front of you, another path, another thought, another way to get where you want to be, or even changing that goal because that goal isn't working for you, you always have the ability to change. Now, if you're one who's fearful of change, you're on a gated road. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And and that's you know with all due respect and you meant to interrupt your your thought process here but where I wanted to really bring it to as far as taking that extra step in there because some of these emotions that we feel can actually also manifest behaviors right so we can behave in a different in a, in a certain way correct so mm-hmm. you know what comes to my mind like you know when I this is actually a myth you know myth number whatever number. <laughs> I put it here on my paper. Negative emotions are bad and destructive. But what I think about this one, it really could be yes or no, right? It could be false and it could be yeah, true. Because it's not the emotion that is bad or destructive, but rather the behavior, how you behave as a result of that emotion, right? So when you feel uh, rage and angry, you can behave badly like what happened to that guy, you know, he's driving and with the bike and, and, and the, and the uh, SUV. And then he get, ends up getting in a really bad situation because of emotion led to a destructive behavior. So the emotions are not necessary, you know, the, the bad or destructive. It's the action that comes from it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. As a matter of fact, it it plays out in nature very well that uh, when there are storms, it actually usually strengthens a tree. I don't know if you saw a post that I had about there's a uh, hotel that was built in, and I think it's Sweden, I'm not exactly sure of the country, uh, where they actually built, or they're building consistently, uh, but very slowly, tree houses that are hotel rooms. And what they were talking about in this, to make it short, was to make the the trees stronger, what they did was they set fire to a few of the trees, and that sent like a neural message to all the surrounding trees to to strengthen their own uh, inner core, if you will, to make them stronger, and then they could actually build these tree houses within. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, what comes to my mind, all these things about, you know, the, the these emotions, um, you know, I mean, some of the myths that I've also, you know, come encounter with some people thinking like feeling negative or painful emotion means that they are bad. They blame themselves for that. And that is absolutely 100% false because feeling are not like a personality trait. They're not who you are, okay? So by changing how you think, you're going to change how you feel. 
So you are not bad because you come from a place of love. And just to wrap up this show, um, Amina, as always, I like to, to, to share my recommendation or my suggestion on how to kind of try to, to, to do an exercise, to try to balance yourself when it comes to this topic here with the emotions. So let's take, in, let's take the two prime um, emotion here. Fear, huge, and especially the fear of the unknown. We all fear that. Um, and then the second part is love, okay? First of all, whether you want to believe me or not, I have to tell you we all originated from love. We all come from a place of love, and we all end up in a place of love. So keep that in your mind. Just keep really believing that because if you just keep that in your head, you are a step forward, okay, to make it a change. So here's what I would suggest as an exercise, and I do this all the time even with my clients when I you know, talk about anything. Um, so for the purpose of this exercise and this topic here, we're talking about emotions. So let's take the fear part, okay? And if you haven't listened to me before, I will tell you again why I am so passionate and and um, deliberate in the purpose of journaling. Writing things down are so important because even if you cannot do the canvas exercise that I mentioned earlier in the show, if you can write things down in in a journal, in a notebook, or anything that you can call it your own, okay? Something is you, something that you can reference to anytime you need to. So in that journal or in that notebook, take the side, the fear side here, okay? The emotion, the prime emotion of fear, which all the other emotion comes from, like we talked about guilt, worry, whatever, that comes from that place. And then what I would like you to do, if you could, try to list like three unnecessary fear that you have right now. And the way you can actually come up with this by really be deliberate because you might think every fear you have is necessary. And I can tell you, you are absolutely wrong. Because there is so many things right now you're fearing, it didn't even happen. So they are unnecessary. So that means if something hasn't happened yet, you have control to change them. So by bringing your awareness to that, some of these things. So just think that, like, for instance, um, me going to, um, you know, I'm afraid to take a trip somewhere, right? And I think, like, this is really, I'm afraid. I'm, I have fear of flying and whatever. That's really unnecessary fear because, you know, taking all the statistics, you know, how safe it is for you to fly, whatever, you realize this is really un- unnecessary fear. You're just creating something in your mind. Therefore, you're feeling the emotion, which is the fear, right? It starts with your mind and then goes to you how you feel. So try to list three unnecessary fear. And then next to that, and this is where your exercise is, next to each one of those unnecessary fear, try to come up with one action step that can eliminate that unnecessary fear. Because if I can, just why I gave you the example of sliding, if flying, so if I give you that example and I said to myself, how would I take an action step to eliminate that unnecessary fear? By getting enough information. And I will say, you know what? Statistically, says it's actually safer to fly than to drive a, a, a vehicle. So my unnecessary fear can prevent me from getting to that place in a short time. You know, it's really unnecessary. So when I took the action step by providing myself information that puts me at ease, I realized that was unnecessary fear. 
So therefore, I would say to myself, you know what? Even, you know, something like that could be a huge um, fear for some people, and they need some people go see, you know, therapy. They get therapy about it and all the stuff to get over some of these major fear. But the bottom line, don't take something so huge. Take something simple and recognize it's unnecessary fear. And then come up with one action step that you can pretty much eliminate that fear. Just try it. So start something small and work yourself to try to get rid of it. List three. Same thing goes with love. Okay, when we talk about love, the more the, the primary, the most important love of all is the love for yourself. And I can guarantee you as well, and there is no guarantee in life, but I can tell you really from a personal experience, if you come from a place of love and you know you are, and if you love yourself, you have every reason to enjoy life, you can find a lot of reasons. Find three reasons why you should come from a place of love, why you should have more, be more optimistic, why you should be more um uh driven and 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 uh um compassionate and and kind and and do things and giving and all these things all, all these things come from a place of love so all i'm asking of you or suggesting is to come up with three three things that you can list in your journal that come from a place of love and put action step to achieve that and see how you can actually start looking at things differently. These are very simple, and I, like I said, I cannot provide you know coaching on on uh, on the show, and neither do I want to. But I can tell you, um, I provide you know suggestion, I share information, and my co-host or my guests to do the same thing. They come in and they share information, and you are more than welcome to contact me at any time. For further, further, you know, um, support and and coaching, if you wish, by either going to my website at www.coachingbyria.com. I am on Skype, Coachria, you know. So if you're an international caller, if someone, you know, you are not far from me, you know, we can do Skype, we can do phone, whatever way. It's just you gotta find a way to communicate with me. And then I also in the show page I put my uh, where you can schedule an appointment with me. So you can go to that link and schedule an appointment with me. And, of course, I encourage you to check out Kirk um, Spencer's uh, radio show, Your Thought, Your Reality, and uh, also his blog. Can you share your blog um, website, uh, Kirk, please? Yes. I'll give you two links to it. Uh, The short address or the URL, short URL, is www.ytyrradio.com. Dot tk ytyr is just your thoughts your reality radio dot tk or the long version if you're having a problem with that because that's a redirect address is triple w y t y r radio dot wordpress w o r d p r e s s dot com that is fantastic. I hope everybody check out because um, I have to tell you, Kirk writes a lot of great stuff, and he actually shares a lot of these uh, blogs with me. And uh, you know, one thing I, you know, what makes us 
the friends that we are, we speak the same language, which is, you know, we come from a, from a, a place of, you know, um, uh, mind over matters, right? So we always bring our thoughts to our mind first and, and, you know, and why things the way they are. Don't just, one thing, if I can leave you with this, um, thoughts here or <laughs> food for thought is don't just accept things for what they are. You need to question everything. You need to know you deserve to live the life that you intended to wanted to live and the one that you deserve to live, which is a life of joy, love, life of love and happiness. So that is your birthright. Don't accept anything less. Don't allow anybody or anything take that away from you. Please, you know, make sure you reach out to me if I can be in any service to you. And, uh, you know, Larissa, Larissa, I think I hope I pronounced your name right. My friend, I thank you so much for calling in. And I thank you, you know, deeply within my heart for sharing your your personal, you know, um, situation on the air. And, and you are so um, amazing person. So hang in there. Things will change, but you got to take that step to make that change, you know, um, happen. And, Kirk, you know, one last yeah. thought before we leave and wrapping it up, please. Yeah, actually, two very short thoughts here. Uh, if you were just saying something, and this, this is the reason why I came up to two, so I only had one before you said it. <laughs> okay. It's, um, and I'm going to suggest that your listeners, and if you haven't seen it, Coach, I would I would suggest that you watch this movie that came out earlier this year in the States called Now You See Me. And oh, yes. Watch yes, it I and listen, it. It, listen to it very carefully because you were talking about accepting life as it appears. We shouldn't accept life as it appears because oftentimes it is an illusion. And my final thought here is just this, and I hope uh, your listeners will find some value in this. Um, I was writing this while you were talking. Life is to be lived. We all make mistakes, and so, so do those that criticize you. Okay? Do you? We all fall down, but we have to get back up. Open your eyes and open your heart to the possibilities and the abilities, and keep going. Love. Much love. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much, and and thanks for taking the time to join in and 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 share your thoughts and your expertise and your energy. And I I much love. Thank you, my friend. Well, thank you again for asking me to be here. And we're going to talk soon about getting you on my show back uh, back on my show again. Okay, so, I look forward yeah. to it. Okay, <laughs> okay, my friend. Okay, great. Well, until be next well, time. Yes. Be well. Be amazing. Much love to you all, and I thank you with all my heart. Thank you. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com, and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea.